Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Andre, the Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one sports and recreation podcast in the world. My name is Peter Rosenberg, and I'm doing it very differently today. Um, I'm going to try to do another episode later properly with SGG, but one day I will explain to you, I promise, the complications of this week in more detail, um, but I'm not able to do that right now. I can just tell you that it is late at night. I am basically inside the Orlando airport because I'm at the Hyatt Regency, which is literally like I'm looking at like the security lines. That That's the way this hotel works for anyone who stayed here before. Um, and it's been a very long, uh, interesting couple of days. So we're going to be crazy. We're going out of order right now. I'm going to start with the mailbag. Then after the mailbag, what you're going to hear is about 20 minutes of me in the car driving back to the hotel from the Mae Young Classic. Um, no, I do not give you a lot of insight on that because, of course, it hasn't aired yet. But talking about other things like the week that was uh, some things from Ross some Sasha and Bailey, just some little things. Plus, most importantly, all the plugs, all the information you need on the big SummerSlam week events. Because, yes, Friday, August 17th is one week away. Need you to buy your tickets now if you're going. So we have an idea of what it's going to look like. So if you plan on coming on Friday, August 17th to an event, myself, Stack Guy Greg, Davis, the maker of shoes, shoemaker, one-on-one against me in a Loser Leaves podcasting match, a guest appearance from the Brian Campbell, speculated, the Jew World Order, plus... Two current WWE talents who will one day be WWE Hall of Famers. I'm not announcing them. I, I know I should announce them. It would sell my tickets faster. I, I don't want to. I just want to surprise people. So go buy your tickets right away at Ticketmaster.com for Cheap Heat Live. All right? That's first and foremost. But like I said, let's do it differently. Let's get to the mailbag right away because this is going to be a short week. Um, and next week, next Wednesday... We will come with a nice, big SummerSlam preview. Then, of course, you get the live show on Friday night, which we will put up the audio for right away as well. Uh, hopefully on Saturday that could go up. So you're going to be getting a lot over the next two weeks. It just won't all be tonight. Um, hey, Rosenberg, this is from Anthony. Mail. I wanted to know which brand do you think has been putting out the best storylines in WWE? Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live, or NXT. Here are the top storylines from my perspective. And I think he does a nice job here. He has Gargano and Ciampa, number one. Totally reasonable. We've talked about that before. That's probably been the best story in WWE for some time. Daniel Bryan and The Miz. Love the history of that story. AJ Styles and Samoa Joe seem to start abruptly, but it has quickly developed into a worthy story. We'll get more into that next week. Rousey and Bliss, there, there's something there. Um, that's actually, you know, there, there's some elements there. And Lesnar and Reigns. Mixed feelings on that. It's certainly been given the time. Does it have the meaning, the impact of Gargano and Ciampa? No, I don't think so. 
but it's a different sort of operation. Good, uh, good message though. Cheap heat mailbag from Ben. Mail. What's up, cheap heat fam? I was driving home and heard you guys talking in the last episode about how you hadn't realized how long Randy Orton's actually been in WWE. When I got home, I put on this week's Smacked Out on Hulu, and as the crowd yelled back, What's up? to our truth, I began to wonder if he will slash should be a WWE Hall of Famer. Obviously not first ballot, but in 15 years, can you imagine the crowd yelling back, what's up to him as he's honored for not only being a talented in-ring performer, but also a quality contributor all around? Or perhaps even the first inductee of the Black Power Rankings Hall of Fame. Or even renaming the list in honor of our truth the What's Up Black Power Rankings. I'm about to go enjoy myself with some delicious chicken. Ben, I do not think we will be renaming the Black Power Rankings the What's Up. But I do, you could, you could use the word truth. Um, interesting question. Our truth Hall of Famer. First of all, the first question I have is, what titles does our truth have? Does he have any? Does he have a U.S. championship? In WWE, what are Ron Killing's championships and accomplishments? He had the tag team of the year, according to PWI, with Kofi Kingston back in 2012. He had the hardcore championship twice. He had the U.S. championship once. He had the WWE tag team championship once. He's a two-time Slammy Award winner. Granted, one of those was for LOL Moment of the Year and Best Musical Performance. He also won the Bragging Rights Trophy, the all-important Bragging Rights Trophy. But yes, he's a tag team champion once, a U.S. champion once, and a hardcore champion two times. The Wrestling Observer said in 2006 that he had the worst worked match of the year. That's not nice. Um, my gut tells me our truth is not a Hall of Famer. Um, really skilled in ring, has a gimmick that people enjoy. He's one of those guys we've talked about before, like Great Kali, who is inherently valuable to live shows. And I've seen it before in person. So I know I'm talking myself away from what my original point was, but in that sense, he does have a case. Ah, that's tough. That's really tough. My gut says no. My mind's telling me no. Oh, I can't reference R. Kelly anymore. What am I even doing? But, yeah, I, 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 I feel no. But at the same time, we cannot say that what's, what's up doesn't make people happy. And we can't say that he's not a solid hand. Because he is. Good question. I enjoy questions like that. Male. Shout out to Trevor who responded. 
uh, about his email with Hogan never repenting in kayfabe. Um, great email last week. If you didn't hear last week's episode, tremendous about Macho Man being black, Hulk Hogan never repenting. Matt Ferrara says we want Strowman. Male. Hello, Mage One. I listened to Cheap Heat this week and was a bit confused at one segment. Just to make sure I wasn't crazy, I even subjected my ears to the podcast run by the vile maker of shoes, and he said the same thing. Now I'm feeling really crazy. I could have sworn the crowd at Raw was chanting, we want Strowman, not we want Roman, when Lesnar was in the ring. That chant makes way more sense. They were teasing the cash-in all night, and we've known that Braun had every intention to cash in the second Brock Lesnar stepped in a WWE ring. Am I supposed to believe that the WWE Universe in Miami suddenly had a complete reversal on their feelings on Roman? I don't buy it. After during the chant, after Slash during the chant, the announce table tried to say that was for Roman. But to me, it sounded like it was 90% we want Strowman and then 10% kids and adult Mark saying Roman in its place. If you give it a re-listen, tell me what you think. Enjoy the hell out of yourself at SummerSlam. Wish I could be there this year. Forever with a life, Matt. I didn't pay as much attention to the, the, the Roman slash Strowman chants as others did. Um, so, but I mean, I am sure it was a, uh, I'll tell you one thing. I'm sure it wasn't an all we want Roman chant. That just doesn't seem possible given the history of it all. All right. Uh, Eric writes and says, no album review for Elias? Male. Slightly disappointed that you, the most electrifying man in sports entertainment and sports entertainment, you're the only wrestling podcast host who's also a credible source when it comes to music. How have you guys not done an official review of the Walk With Elias album and documentary? You even had a short appearance in the documentary. So it would even be an opportunity to put yourself over. Either way, I need a review from the Mage One on this album. How many mics are you giving it? I'm thinking a solid four mics. It was good, but it's no Illmatic or low-end theory. Enjoy yourself, Eric. Um, I have not listened to the full Elias project yet. But you know I'm a huge Elias fan. So by next week, matter of fact, I have a flight tomorrow to Miami. Tomorrow on my flight from Orlando to Miami, I will sit with the Walk with Elias EP. Joshua writes, male. Jewish University of Maryland grad who works in journalism loves WWE hip-hop and New York sports. Hey, Peter, I'm sure you get emails like this all the time. But I think I have more parallels with you and your career than most, so hear me out. I graduated from the University of Maryland in 2016. Wow, that's a long time after me. Um, with a degree in journalism, I interned with MLB.com covering the Yankees and Mets that summer. It was something of a dream come true. As an outsized part of my... That, can't, that has to be an autocorrect. Uh, as a part of my life, in my Long Island childhood was comprised of an unhealthy level of Yankees fandom. Home for the summer, I listened to a lot of ESPN radio and enjoyed you on the Michael K show. I thought it was cool that you were able to split your time as a Hot 97 DJ and a professional sports talker. Then I found out about your WWE stuff. Cheap heat, pay-per-view pre-shows, a feud with Jerry the King Lawler, 
Shout out to King. When do you sleep? Owen, did I mention I'm Jewish? After working as a high school sports reporter for the Washington Post for the past two years, I took a left turn in May and accepted a job as a general assignment reporter for the Jewish Exponent in Philadelphia. I'm not super connected to my Jewish faith, but it's a good job in a dope city. If you've made it this long, thanks for humoring me. Basically, it would be cool to stay in touch since we're both in the weird world of media and share a very specific nexus of WWE, hip-hop, New York sports, the University of Maryland, and being Jewish. Anyway, stay mage and keep doing your thing. Enjoy yourself. Absolutely, Joshua. That is a lot of stuff to have in common. Keep the grind going in Philadelphia. Next time I'm there for a show, make sure you come say hi. And I appreciate that. Yeah, because a lot of people do hit me with the, I'm Jewish and I love hip-hop. I'm like, there are a lot of Jews who love hip-hop. No disrespect. I totally, there's a connection. But I mean, Lior Cohen's a Jew who loves hip-hop. So is Mike D. But this is a lot of stuff. Mail. Vinny writes and says, I have one question for you, and I mean this in the nicest way. How do you still have a job with ESPN? Excuse me? I I admire all of your work, especially on Cheap Heat and the Michael K Show. But I wonder how you keep a job with ESPN when you cheap plug your own personal ventures on every single show you're on. It always happens, and you have no concern for anything else, and it's awesome. I would love to be able to plug my own things as much as you do and get away with it. Love what you're doing with GP and the Michael K Show. As always, stay mage and enjoy yourself. Well, Vinny, first of all, I don't plug every day on the K Show. Um, you know, usually on Thursdays, I'll plug a new complex episode. I've been plugging the Cheap Heat live event, but remember, Cheap Heat is an ESPN product. So why would I not be able to uh, promote the live event? And then Hot 97, I, I promote my stuff too. The truth is, cross-promoting works for everyone. That's what I've found. Um, we're doing very well in certain demos on all of my shows. And I believe the common thread on those things is me promoting the other things. I think Ebro in the Morning doing really well, 18 to 49, is not coincidental with the K-Show now beating Mike Francesa, 18 to 49. I think those things work together in tandem. So what's the harm in promoting? But that was a fun message. Oh, damn it, Taylor Johnson. Your email looks interesting, but it's just too damn long for right now. Mail. Raymond writes, Mr. Enjoy Yourself, how the hell did Bill Simmons allow his website to create a hundred greatest cable TV episodes list? Each show only gets one episode from 2000 and beyond and nothing to include one episode of Raw or SmackDown. And he debated the list on a podcast and didn't even think about bringing it up you would think that that slime ball Davis Shoemaker would fight hard for one to make it does that dude even like wrestling anyway if you had any say in the list which episode would you choose seemed like the criteria was the whole episode and not just a particular moment like Seth turning on the shield a Price is Right episode made the list for the cro- <laughs> for CrossFit Jesus sake big fan you and SGG are killing it no hat? What does that mean? He just put no and then a hat. No hate? I don't know what that means. 
Apparently that's what the kids are saying. The kids are saying no hat. Damn it, now you're making me look so old. Because whatever you put, I do not understand, Raven. But, okay, I think Shoemaker did fight for, my guess is Shoemaker did fight for Raw or SmackDown to make the list. Who you have to question is that evil peckerhead Bill Simmons who claims to be a wrestling fan and didn't put it on himself. All that aggression inside you, you chose to take it out on an inanimate object. And not only an inanimate object. Hey, shut up! Shut your mouth! Bad guy. By the way, last time I was in L.A., Simmons claimed he wanted to get together. Hit him up when I got there. Did I hear back? No. No. Don't ever question who the real heel is. The real bad guy is Bill Simmons. And it's just sad that he is the maker of shoes under his thumb like that. Male. Max writes, I have a question. In 20 years, are there any t-shirts from today that people will be talking about as the Holy Grail? If so, which ones? Personally, the only ones I can imagine getting to that level are the Champa Blackheart shirt because it's not available for sale and will therefore be incredibly rare. And maybe the Eddie Guerrero Scarface shirt because it's awesome. Enjoy yourself, Max. P.S. Have you submitted Bear to We Rate Dogs yet? He seems like a surefire 14 out of 10. Thanks, Max. What shirts from now? Um, the the most recent supposed classic shirt was the CM Punk Money in the Bank shirt from Chicago. The one that they sold in Chicago with his date. But as Dipperstein says, CM Punk is TOS. Terminate on site. So I don't know if I would really care about that shirt that much. I do have an unworn CM Punk shirt from his heyday, that same shirt. The one with his logo, the white one, the ring sleeve. I don't think it's the, I don't have the money in the bank one. I just have one I ordered. Um, unworn. Uh, but I don't think any of those are going to be valuable. They made so many. It would take so long. Like even now, for example, 20 years removed, the, the Austin 316 shirts, there's only like one, the first one that's, that's rare. And people don't even really care because if you have one, you have one. So the Austin 316 shirts aren't rare. The early generation, no rock shirt is rare. Um, almost no Austin shirt. I'll tell you what. The original red and yellow Hulkamania shirt from 1985 isn't that rare. And that's from 1985. So when there's mass production, it's just not quite the same, is what I'm saying. All right, guys. Um, that's going to do it for Mailbag this week. Uh, I, I will get to more. There are more for next week, and we'll, we'll dig in. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. If you want to email Rosenbergradio at StatGuyGreg on Twitter. Hopefully, I'll be back with SGG later. For right now, though... Here is me from my rental car driving from the Mayon Classic back to the hotel. I love you guys. I know we are the only show on a major platform that puts up ridiculous episodes recorded on iPhones in hotel rooms. And I hope it's seen as charming and not just wildly unprofessional. Stay mage. All right. Well, this is an interesting way to do a podcast. I have had a bear of a day. Shout out to Bear the Dog. And we're going to try something a little bit different um, until I get some time with Stack Guy Gray. 
But I should start off by saying that you are listening to the number one sports and recreation podcast in the world. My name is Sir Majesty, the Mage One. Yes, Peter Rosenberg. Welcome aboard, everyone, to Cheap Heat. And uh, we will get to the news that was in this uh, past week. But before that, we have to talk about what I'm dealing with at this very moment, which is the fact that I'm in a car driving back to my airport in Orlando and recording the show this way because I just don't know if my schedule is going to allow me to get the show done any other way. It was a crazy week. I was down here uh, doing some stuff with WWE and uh, checking out the Mae Young Classic, which was such a treat. And obviously, I I can't give a lot of information about what happened, but I can just tell you, I mean, last year was good. This year was, it was special. Really, really amazing stuff um, that you guys are going to enjoy. Those of you who've been listening to the podcast know I've been an OG, all right, when it comes to this love of women's wrestling. So to me, in particular, I really enjoyed getting to be a close and have a front row seat, um, you know, to the Mae Young Classic. Not literally a front row seat, but um, hanging out there the whole time. And it's right now it's about 1130 on Thursday night. So a lot, a lot happened over the last couple of days. And it was a really, really cool uh, thing to experience. And as the weeks go on and, the, and it starts airing on, on the network, we'll talk about some of the people that I saw and, and observed about them and just some of the things that I think you guys will, will enjoy. As I make my way through beautiful Central Florida, and by beautiful I mean um, brrr, Central Florida, pretty sure I saw a sign today for the town where Trayvon Martin was killed. So that was upsetting and definitely saw a lot of gun slash pawn shops. Um, but that said, I will tell you my experience down here, uh, the performance center, very cool full sail university, really cool. Um, so it was just a cool couple of days, um, in a different part of the WWE universe that I've never been a part of before. So anyways, enough about me. More importantly, let's get to these SummerSlam events. Um, I'm going to keep this very, very brief. If you want to be a part of history, go to Ticketmaster right now and buy those tickets. Um, I need this place chock full of peckerheads. Um, it is confirmed. Davis Shoemaker will be on the, on the bill. Stack Guy Greg, of course, will be on the bill. I would expect to see Brian Campbell, the Brian Campbell on the bill. The entire Jew World Order in the building. There also will be at least two future WWE Hall of Famers on the bill. At least two active future Hall of Famers on the bill. So go to Ticketmaster.com right now um, to cop your tickets. Last time I checked, ah, ticket sales were cool. Cool. But not what I expect uh, for us and not where I expect we'll end up next week. But... um, don't play yourself away for the door. I think they're more expensive at the door anyway. So go to Ticketmaster.com ASAP and get your tickets. And, of course, that Saturday also um, 
pop-up shop that my boy Ted Wrestling for Sale is doing at Blind Barber. Our show, of course, on Friday night, August 17th, 8 p.m., door 6.30, show at 8 p.m. Um, at Sony Hall, 46th and 8th Avenue in Manhattan. So it's going to be fun. Uh, no really telling how many awesome, random people show up to this show, but I'm super psyched about it. So, all right, got that out of the way. And now I'm getting on the beautiful 417 South for those those of us, our listeners in the Cheap Heat universe from the Orlando area, I'm sure you know, as I head back to the beautiful Hyatt Regency, the airport Hyatt Regency, by the way. Do you want to know what my view is at the Hyatt Regency airport? My view is of um, the TSA pre-check line. So don't think I don't know how to live like a baller, my friends. I mean, let's talk about also, by the way, the amount of tolls I'm running through. Because somehow in this state, they just have endless tolls. Don't tell you how much the toll costs. Say they need exact change. No amount. No amount. What the hell is going on in Florida? I already knew Florida was messed up in a lot of ways, but this is insane. Random tolls everywhere. No preparation. No preparation. Really, really challenging. So, anyways, I have a nice nine-mile stretch now before I get back to the uh, airport hotel. And hopefully meet up with Renee Young um, for a, a, a... short-lived celebration on her not only calling the May Young Classic, but we get the news this week that our very own, yes, I call Renee our, I believe she is part of the GP universe. Our very own Rasley Young is going to be calling Monday Night Raw next week. Um, total surprise to me, didn't know about it. Um, couldn't be more happy for Renee. Pardon me, Rasley. I really do believe she's going to crush it and could not be more deserving. Um, Her future is whatever she feels like it being. So it makes me super happy. Um, All right, the week that was in professional wrestling, where do you want to start? What are you interested in? Do you want to talk Bobby Roode, Mojo Rawley? Probably not. Do you want to talk about Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin and Finn Balor? Eh, probably not. What everyone appears to be talking about when it comes to Raw this week is the aforementioned Rasley Young's interview with Paul Heyman. That seems to be the conversation that everyone wants to have. Um, Heyman's best work in a while. Um, He was... What the hell am I doing here? Oh, no. This could get ugly, guys. Okay. I think I know what I'm doing. Um, Heyman playing at a high level right now. And you guys know, I'd been been forthright about the the fact that I thought just the story with Brock and Heyman had started to run out of steam at some point. And I will tell you, against all odds, when you guys heard me get very down on Brock Lesnar and by proxy end up getting down on Paul Heyman. Now here I am 
what, a week and a half away from SummerSlam. And I am very geared up about what's going to happen with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. Now, speaking of Paul Heyman, I realize I just forgot an outside the ring story. And hopefully I'm going to do a podcast, a second part of this podcast tomorrow with SGG and we can cover it in more detail. But did you guys see the story that reportedly, according to an article in the Chicago Sun-Times, I believe, Colt Cabana is suing CM Punk? Are you kidding me? Is this real life? Supposedly CM Punk said over text message that he would take care of this is all according to the article that I read in the newspaper. Punk told Cabana that he would handle his legal fees in a text message and now has left Cabana out to dry and Cabana can't afford this he either can't afford or doesn't want to afford these exorbitant legal fees because they were together in that trial against WWE. So, fascinating. Fascinating. And it made me think of CM Punk's former advocate, um, Paul Heyman. That's how I got there. But we'll, we'll get into more of that with the lawyer. The only true lawyer in professional wrestling. The physically large stack guy, Greg. But Heyman was great, man. You know, I, I, I hadn't seen the... I don't remember if I'd seen the tear, the teary-faced Paul Heyman before. I don't know if you guys recall. To me, that seemed like the first time I've seen that. Um, but it's an interesting play, and they somehow dragged me back into a story that I did not think I'd be interested in. Now, can this result in a crowd cheering for Roman Reigns against Brock Lesnar? Well, that always remains to be seen. I'm just not completely sure. We'll see. No, I'll tell you what I want to talk about. Uh, the Riot Squad versus uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks. We are now a week from SummerSlam. So th- this match, which ends with a Riot Squad victory, didn't, didn't show any sign of a breakup for Sasha and Bailey. Um, we did see Ruby Riot come back because of the interference um, that led to the victory for the Riot Squad. Happy to see Ruby Riot back. You guys know I'm a fan. But here we are now again, one episode left of Raw before SummerSlam. And I mean there's no Sasha and Bailey match at SummerSlam. This is not happening. I mean, I assume that Sasha and Bailey now will stay together for a while. Um, I'm really surprised by that. And maybe, I mean, listen, I am not above thinking I'm hating a story. And then... It goes someplace that I completely didn't expect and I end up being won over by the story again. So, I will tell you that if they commit to the Sasha and Bailey tag team, you know, I always, I've mentioned this on the show before. You guys know I was a big fan of the MVP Matt Hardy situation. 
And do you remember when MVP and Matt already were put together and we all absolutely knew where it was going, but it was given such room to breathe and so much patience that as a result, you ended up being surprised when MVP eventually turned on Matt Hardy. It's like it doesn't make any sense, but that is what happened. So, is there a world in which that can happen again? You're damn right. You're damn right there is that world. It just requires some real patience. Cue the Guns N' Roses music. Don't cue the Guns N' Roses music. So, maybe, but I will tell you, in all of my thoughts when I was complaining about where this story was going, I don't think I saw a world in which we'd be sitting here nine days removed from a pay-per-view and Sasha and Bailey would still be, you know, just together, just tagging like friends. Don't think I saw that happening. Um, but hey, this is the WWE and this is honestly, isn't that why we're all here? The truth is, without the confusion about storylines, without the questioning why things happen, why they happen, are any of us as into it as we are? Am I driving on a Florida highway back towards Orlando International Airport at 11.42 on a Thursday night instead of being with my wife? And believe me, if you guys knew the week I was having, that that, that would not be the choice thing for me to be doing. No, it's because I absolutely love this. And one of the reasons I love it is thinking, thinking you know what's best, sometimes being right, sometimes being wrong. I certainly don't know which that is, which is the case right now with Sasha and Bailey. I still opt towards thinking this just got completely messed up. That's my assumption is this just got completely messed up. But it puts us in a place where maybe it ends up working out. And I will say I like that they're now like more uniform as a tag team. Sasha and Bailey do appear to kind of behave like an actual tag team. I mean, it's not like they have a look or a t-shirt yet, although they alluded to that in the show this past week. But they just seem to be an actual tag team, which is a fun idea. And again, are we going to get a women's tag division? Because after what I saw at the Mae Young Classic tonight, after the division that exists on NXT, after the division that ends exists on Raw and SmackDown, I don't know. It feels like it could work. I just don't know where you have room for a women's tag team division. And then you think, well, maybe they'll just be an all-women show. And you're going to think I'm joking when I'm saying this, but I'm not. I'm being dead serious. But at the same time, as we learned in Brown versus the Board of Education, 1954... You know where I'm going. I don't even need SGG's lawyer skills to know this one. Separate is inherently unequal. So while I love the idea of getting to see all the women perform, can you really have a separate show for all women? Why Why would there be a separate show? Well, to feature those women. It's a, it's a tough line. But at the same time, we're doing a individual pay-per-view, Evolution, October 28th. And we're all very excited about that. 